Hi, I'm Lucy Wood, and I'm the author of Diving Bells, and I'm going to read from the beginning of my short story, Notes from the House Spirits. Notes from the House Spirits. There is a sudden silence, and then everything is the same. An empty house is never silent for long, and a house is never empty because we are here. There is a sudden silence, and then everything is the same. Nothing is, nothing is ever exactly the same, but it goes back to how it was. The staircase creaks and relaxes. The air slows and stills in rooms. The buddlier in the attic is growing. We dream, as we have always dreamt, of doors and windows underwater, of walls underwater. We try not to dwell on these dreams. Dust drifts across the room and settles on skirting and curtain rails. We can see it, every single piece, as it piles up and no one brushes it away. Dust is static and lazy. It lands on the first thing it sees. It fills the house bit by bit, and no one brushes it away. It is not our job to brush it away. This one left suddenly in the night. She sat up quickly in bed, swung her legs onto the floor and walked down the stairs. She stretched out her arms, but there was no one else there. She talked to someone that we couldn't see. There you are, she said. You didn't take your boots off. Will I need a coat? She went out of the front door and she left it open. Things we glimpse out of the front door. Other rooms, other houses. One huge space like a silent kitchen with small lights on and one crescent of light as if someone had left the fridge door open. It is rude to leave suddenly, without any notice. She didn't give us any notice. There weren't any boxes. She didn't take any of her things away. Didn't she like it here? She left all her things behind. What does she expect us to do with it all? There is nothing that we can do with it, except count it, except look carefully through it, and we have done that already. We back away, us, the house, towards keyholes and gaps. Now there is the house and there are the other things. We have retreated. They have become left behind things. They have become awkward and extra. Things that don't belong. It is inevitable. Now we notice what we didn't notice before. That the paint is actually a strange blue. A cold blue. A blue that wasn't the right decision. We don't want that blue anymore. We pick at it and bits fall onto the carpet. We notice how thin the carpet is getting. We notice how the clocks make the walls sound hollow. We don't like the walls to sound hollow, so we stop the hands on one or two clocks, but only on one or two, and maybe we loosen the battery in the back of another. Sometimes a light shines through the window, and it looks as if someone has turned on a light downstairs. Sometimes a voice calls through the house. We feel some weight on the stairs, or a coat, a dress left hanging in a cupboard seems rounder, body-shaped, like there is someone inside it. There is a flash on a door handle, as if a hand were reaching out to open it, but there is no hand. We are the only ones left. Things we miss about the one who left suddenly in the night. Her laugh, which was as loud and sudden as the gas flame igniting in the boiler. The kettle's click and whoosh, 
and teaspoons tapping like rain against the windows. Her television, with all its bright colours and its other houses. The way she jumped when the doorbell rang. The way we had to make sure the walls caught her when she stumbled. That smokiness brews up and gets into the curtains. We don't know where it comes from. There is a spider's web behind a door handle and one under a light switch. We like spiders. They are quiet and they make good use of the space. Leaves come in under the door and we pick them up by their stalks and let them out through the letterbox. Somebody comes and turns off the fridge and the freezer and the boiler. Perhaps we have seen her before. We are not good with faces. For a moment we think that the woman who left in the night has come back. This new person watches as the freezer shudders and starts to drop pieces of ice. She stands there, watching. She doesn't do anything except watch as the ice drops and melts on the floor. Now that there is no noise from the fridge and the freezer and the boiler, we can hear other things. We can hear the pictures beginning to tilt off centre. The telephone has been left plugged in and sometimes it rings. Sometimes we hear a familiar voice, always saying the same thing. I'm not here at the moment, please leave a message and I'll get back to you. It is strange, hearing that voice again, and we look around, half expecting to see someone. At least, we think the voice is familiar. We are not good with voices. It is easy for us to forget. Sometimes we listen to the messages, but we do not understand them. Hello, I thought I'd ring for a quick catch-up. It's been a long time. Sorry it's been so long. How is everything? The book you ordered is now ready to be picked up. Is this the right number? Do you still live here? The shoes are packed into boxes and the boxes are stacked up like bricks. The mirrors are taken down and the walls are just walls again, which is a relief. There is always somebody who sorts through the left behind things and turns off the boiler. The woman's footsteps are light and slow. She stares out of the window. She talks on the phone. She puts on one of the jumpers from the wardrobe and wears it all the time, even when she's asleep. It is too small for her. Once, she drops a glass as she is packing, and she looks down at the pieces and then drops the rest, glass by glass, which is probably the clumsiest thing we have ever seen. She takes the cushions off the sofa and moves it away from the wall. There is something in the empty space. There are small round balls made out of butter, covered in dust and hair. The woman who left in the night used to cover them in sugar and make anyone who came over eat them. We didn't know that most people dropped them behind the sofa. We didn't know they were there. They are covered in dust and hair. The woman with light, slow footsteps puts her hand over her mouth and stares down at the butterballs. We didn't know they were there. It is not our job to clear things away. They are the only thing we have ever missed. The house is bare. People come and go, mostly in pairs. We didn't know those butterballs were there. They're the only thing we have ever missed. Would this be our bedroom? I'm not sure if I see this as our bedroom, they say. They say, what do you think? They look at their reflections in the windows and they look faint and lost. They keep to the edges of the rooms. They sit on the edge of the bath and look down into the plug hole. They investigate the pale grey fingerprints on a wall. They lean backwards and measure out invisible objects with their arms. 
They are always drawn to the attic. We don't know why. Things left behind in the attic. A rocking horse with a missing eye. A plastic skull. A suitcase stuffed full of receipts and discount vouchers. A roll of carpet. A cricket bat and a deflated football. Four nails and six drawing pins. A bunch of dry, white flowers. The attic is a strange place. There are gaps and spaces that lead outside. There are silverfish and seeds and pollen and old cooking smells. Budlia is growing through the wall. There are things that people have hoarded and left behind. Once, somebody's legs went through the attic floor because they weren't careful. They didn't step in the right places. Just their legs dangling and us wringing our hands and watching. Plaster everywhere. It is our job to protect the house. Why do they always want to go into the attic? We don't know why. That was an extract from Notes from the House Spirits. You can read the rest of the story in my collection, Diving Bells.